It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. However bad you thought it could be, I promise you it was worse. The Dolphins losing to Baltimore in Week 17 and lost a whole lot more than just a football game. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs. Unfortunately, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On Vels County. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, which may be the only enjoyable way that you have to enjoy football yet this season after the game that just happened. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL in all lowercase for first deposit match of up to $100. The Dolphins give up a 50 burger in Baltimore to the Ravens. Uh, tip of the cap to Baltimore. First and foremost, they played a good football game. They did not chase a certain style of game. They did not get away from things that were working. They did not inflict self-inflicted wounds. They did not have players uh, playing in a five-touchdown game in the final five minutes that ended their season. It's um, it's a lot of bad for Miami. And if you are an optimist, and I would imagine you'd have to be one hell of a masochistic optimist to be tuning into this show, uh, you're probably going to hang up and come back tomorrow. Just my suggestion for you. Uh, because there's no silver linings for this football game for the Dolphins. Uh, They got their butts kicked. And if I didn't have to worry uh, about my language on the show, you'd get a lot more colorful language than that. Uh, The Dolphins got their tails kicked in. And not only did the Dolphins get their tails kicked in, but the way that this game unfolded uh, really has put you in a position where your big picture aspirations for this season are probably done right? Like you still have a week 18 game left to play. You still have a division title to play for against the Buffalo bills. If that's your sort of thing. And if the dolphins win, they will be the two seed in the AFC playoffs and they'll play whoever sneaks in as the seven, which could be Buffalo. It could be uh, an AFC South team who knows, but um, as things currently stand, uh, the dolphins have the opportunity to be a two seed with a win next week or they have the opportunity to be the sixth seed and presumably go to Kansas City and play the Chiefs. We'll talk about the injuries that happened. Uh, Defensive side of the ball incurred two, probably two injuries that are going to dramatically change and and adjust uh, your outlook defensively. The good news, (laughs) here's a silver lining. The good news is if I'm talking about the score and the script, the Dolphins gave up 56 points and scored 19. You can't just look to one play and say, well, you lost it here. Okay. There's about 50 of them. (laughs) And I think the thing that's frustrating is Miami comes out with an excellent opening script. Uh, The the Dolphins offense through their first four possessions uh, really had a lot of success moving the football. 
You had the perimeter run run game that was going. Uh, you had Devon Achan hitting some explosives. You were hitting some hole shots in zone coverage. Uh, you get some progression passing in the red zone for the touchdown pass to Cedric Wilson from Tua Tonga Valoa. Dolphins get on the board first. You say, hey, okay, really nice drive. And they go down the field. They kick a field goal on their second possession because Tyreek Hill drops another touchdown in another big game environment uh, between uh, Kansas City, Philadelphia, and now this game. It, it, it's just really frustrating that this is a trend in these big game situations. He's wide open. It's a touchdown, and he he drops it, and the Dolphins have to settle for a field goal, and it felt like the script never really bounced back from that. Uh, Baltimore has some success. Miami, they're down eight points with just under two minutes left in the – or just over two minutes left in the first half. You're down eight, and you're in the plus territory. And, and you could go all the way back to Braxton Barrett's fair catching the football on that kickoff after Baltimore went up. Eight points. Why did you catch the ball? Let it go out of bounds. Take the ball at the 40-yard line. So, mistake there. Cost you 15 yards of field position. Dolphins come out first two plays. They get a 15-yard run, and they get Durham Smythe for 21 or whatever it was. And they try to sneak in a play before the two-minute warning for whatever reason. You're in plus territory. You don't need to cheat and get extra possessions or extra plays. Tua Tagovailoa throws an interception of Roquan Smith. Flips the field around, uh, kind of straw that broke the camel back from there. It never really got back from there. Miami does score a touchdown in the second half. To cut it to 16, they go for two. They don't get it. They start chasing the game. But but it was even like the two-minute offense situation. Why, why are you trying to play a fast-break offense at that stage? You just ripped off two first-down chunk gains, go to the two-minute warning, Talk about how you want to end the first half possession and then come out and execute. Instead, we come out frantic. We're trying to play fast and you shoot yourself in the foot. And the game snowballs and it's just gasoline on the fire. And gasoline on the fire uh, was pretty intense throughout the rest of the game. Uh, Baltimore keeps swinging. They end up taking Lamar out and Lamar Jackson will be your NFL MVP. Uh, that team's 13 and three. They clinched the one seed. They're going to be the one seed. And Lamar Jackson looked like 2019 Lamar Jackson out there. And this Dolphins defense just had no answers. None. No answers. Constant exploitation of your coverage rules. I don't need to know if you needed to do something dramatically different against this team or what. But you you really didn't stress them at all. You really didn't strain them at all. And, uh, you know, Miami at this stage, they, they fall to 11 and five and they have some key losses on the defensive side of the ball. They have an injury on the offensive side of the ball that, um, we need some more information on Mike McDaniel may be talking about it, but I wasn't going to wait to do the show here. You guys would want to hear for those of you who are are diehard Dolphins fans that want to listen to me and you, you covered this platform. Uh, you're going to get this show as quickly as possible because we're going to move on from this game as quickly as possible. <laughs> I mean, we're just going to be completely honest. Uh, but the perspective, because of some of these injuries for the rest of this season, uh, is changed in my eyes for expectations and hopes and aspirations. And hey, maybe the team won't make me eat my words, but 
We'll see what comes uh, in the hours and the days ahead. The Dolphins will have a home game in week 18 to kind of put an exclamation point and a stamp on their season. We'll see what comes of that. We'll talk about these injuries next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. Football is most fun when you have a little skin in the game for yourself, which is why you got to check out Prize Picks. Uh, Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's not you against thousands of other players. It's you against the house. You pick more or less on player stat projections, and you can go for two to six in your combinations. And if you hit up to six player stat projections, you win 25 times your money. So if you like good return on investment and bang for your buck, that's a great place to start. Uh, prize picks, uh, you can make selections from your phone. They have just about every sport that you could possibly hope to find. Uh, it's available for you on prize picks. And uh, as you said, you went up to 25 times your money as well. They also accept Apple Pay to make sure you are constantly in the game. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Xavier Howard, Tua Tungavaloa, Bradley Chubb. You stack that already on top of Jalen Waddle didn't play, Raheem Oster didn't play, Connor Williams on IR, Jalen Fitley. <laughs> the list is extensive, but the three names that, that are front row and center because th- these are injuries that were incurred against Baltimore, Tua Tungavaloa, Xavier Howard, Bradley Chubb. Xavier Howard, the foot injury, he rides the cart back to the locker room, was eventually ruled out after being originally questionable. Doesn't seem good. And I'm going to be honest, it doesn't seem good watching Eli Apple out here lose our minds against the same motion that we've seen in practice every single day because the Dolphins have run it, and they used it with Zay Flowers, and just no cognitive awareness of a vertical route from the new number one uh, with Zay Flowers' speed. That's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. But if Xavier Howard doesn't play, I mean, Lamar Jackson literally just said, okay, Jalen Ramsey's over here. I'm not going to throw to that side of the field. Everything's over here. Everything's going to be to my right. And he killed you. He picked you apart. So I don't know that you need to play more man. I don't know that you need to play more country zone. But your zone match stuff wasn't working. (laughs) It was not working. Uh, Bradley Chubb, we'll we'll stay on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, The Dolphins are down about 30 points with less than five minutes left in the game, and Bradley Chubb's still out there after a turnover on downs from the backup offense. His two is out at this point. Non-contact knee injury goes down. You can hear him screaming on the television. And I'm so frustrated for Bradley Chubb because he's been having an outstanding season. He's been an outstanding player. And my heart breaks for him as an individual. Uh, let alone the team aspirations of being a fan of the team. I mean, Bradley Chubb deserved a lot more uh, of an ending to his season than to go out like that in that manner in that game. Sucks. And the Dolphins will sorely miss him for however many games they have left. They have at least two more on the schedule. We just don't know who they are and where they're at. So uh, Bradley Chubb goes down. And this is the second time this season the Dolphins have lost an elite 
Pro Bowl caliber pass rusher to a non-contact injury with the game well in hand and decided one way or another. It was Jalen Phillips. It's the Jets on Black Friday. Game is in hand late in the game. And he goes down with Achilles. Now Bradley Chubb. Um, what that looks like for your pass rush, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about looking ahead a little bit later in the show. Tua Tungvaloa is the one who obviously um, Dolphins fans should be very anxious about because at the end of the day, this has been a defensive team the last half of the season, but this is still a, a Dolphins franchise that scored 450 plus points in a season, which is the second most points in franchise history. And it all runs through two. And the entire narrative has been uh, two is staying healthy because the offense is really only going to be given an opportunity to have success if he goes. And all that's factual and true. And Tua, he finishes this game. Uh, he's up to 533 attempts on the season, about 70% completion, 4,451 4, yards, 28 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, just kind of like surface level uh, statistics for Tua. Through two ugly interceptions because they really were just tight window throws against zone coverage where the, the linebackers started adjusting and they, they started – a drifting backside because they they knew where the passing strength was and they knew where Tyreek Hill was and then they wanted to anticipate the second one at least. Um, but Tua scrambles on a fourth down and forever and slides and still has a defender who comes up over the top of him as he's sliding with the ball in his right hand. Mind you, he's a left-handed thrower. I think everybody knows this. It's well-established. And kind of his arm gets caught and he has to go to the, the tent. He comes back out of the tent fairly quickly. We don't see him again, but the game's well out of hand at that point. So like who knows what the injury situation is there. I mean, maybe Mike McDaniel has shared at this point uh, what the injury issue is there with Tua. But again, uh, there's, there's a lot of flux that's going to be coming out of this game. Tua himself. Uh, five minutes ago at the podium, shoulders good, just a little sore. Okay, so maybe that makes you feel better. Uh, certainly seems like he'll play against Buffalo. This was already a player who's dealing with a throwing thumb injury, and I think it probably showed up at times with some of the quick throws and the accuracy of some of those throws, be it to Tyreek or Devon. Uh, perimeter play was, the, the accuracy on the perimeter was just not great. It banged up. Um, but yeah, there, there's, from an injury perspective, this is, it's a catastrophic experience for Miami. And there's, uh, as you look forward, and that'll be what we talk about next on the show about putting this game behind us as quickly as possible. And the team's going to react one of two ways. And it's almost kind of poetic, I guess. It's not poetic that it's another big game stage and platform and the Dolphins lay an egg. They don't get goose egg, but they lay an egg. Let's make no bones about it. They got their tails kicked in. It's almost poetic that this season is going to come down to one opportunity against the team that has just had so much success against you uh, to win the division and determine kind of the tone of your team going into the offseason. But if Xavier Howard's going to miss extended time, and Bradley Chubb is certainly missing extended time in addition to Jalen Phillips, who's out for the year. 
defensively, that that really hurts your ceiling against high end teams. Because say what you will about the pass rushers in Kansas City or the pass catchers in Kansas City, because if you lose, you're probably going to go play an Arrowhead against the Chiefs. Cool, you get a rematch from from the Germany game uh, that you lost by a touchdown and had a chance to win, and Chiefs got a defensive touchdown. A little bit of a controversial play. Cool. But uh, it's it's poetic that Miami's game season and the tone of it is going to come down to uh, the game against Buffalo. But the outlook for what lies ahead has changed. We'll talk a little bit more about that here next on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. The uh, Dolphins cooled off. The vibe for this season cooled off. The weather's cooled off, but the dealers are still hot over at FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up. There's still time to get in on the action with America's number one sportsbook, FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. There's $150 in bonus bets. Win or lose, the app is super easy to use. There's a lot of different ways to bet, including same-game parlays, find bets on the Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Would like to take a moment uh, to read you a Wikipedia definition. And it's certainly applicable to the Dolphins and has been applicable to the Dolphins for a long time. And if, if you're on YouTube, you, you see... Uh, this phrase here on the right-hand side is kind of our lead into the show. Murphy's Law. Uh, the formal definition of Murphy's Law, the, or I should say the informal definition of Murphy's Law, is anything that can go wrong will go wrong, and at the worst possible time. Give me a better adjective to describe what just happened in Baltimore than Murphy's Law. Oh, by the way, the Bills uh, snuck out another one-score win against a team that they very easily could have dropped a game to uh, with the New England Patriots. Uh, The Patriots losing 27-21 to Buffalo in Buffalo, which uh, sets up this winner-take-all AFC East clash uh, next week at Hard Rock Stadium. So there's only a handful of games left to be played. And almost none of them have any implications whatsoever on the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals game is of interest to the Bills against the Chiefs. Uh, the Broncos are playing as I'm recording this, but they have fallen to seven and eight. Uh, the Raiders fell to seven and nine. They're playing the chart. The Broncos are playing the Chargers, who are five and ten. So there's not really a lot of leverage there. I guess Pittsburgh playing for some wild card viability. Uh, but again, that's more of an interest to Buffalo as compared to an interest to uh, Miami. Assuming Pittsburgh beats Seattle, right? And let's just say the Chiefs beat the Bengals. That's that's really it for games that are relevant. Uh, that would have the Dolphins entering week 18. Of course, the 17th game is going to come back to bite us here. Uh, as 11 and five, one uh, a half game ahead of the Buffalo Bills, who are 10 and six, with those two, two teams, of course, playing one another. The way that this shakes out, Miami's either going to win and be the two seed and play the seven seed. And there, there's a lot of viability depending on what happens in Pittsburgh and what happens with Cincinnati. 
that could be of interest to the Buffalo Bills because if Miami were to win and win the division, the seven seed, uh, there's some potential teams that could be nipping on their heels, be it Pittsburgh or Cincinnati uh, or potentially Jacksonville uh, as well, depending on what happens in the AFC South. So there is still a possibility that Buffalo leaves next week with a loss and does not make the playoffs. So if you're looking for any extra motivation to play a game other than winning a divisional championship, hey, there you go. You can end the Bills season a week early if you wanted to. Easier said than done. <laughs> um, if the Dolphins lose, they will be behind the Cleveland Browns, regardless of what happens in the wild card race, and they will be guaranteed to be ahead of whoever is the seven seed. The Dolphins will be the six. If the Bills win, assuming the Chiefs run the table, the Bills will be the two, and the Chiefs will be the three, so you're going arrowhead. I would say Miami's most probable outcomes right now uh, is if they are the two seed, they're playing either Buffalo or the winner of Indy Houston next week. Is there an outside chance Buffalo misses the playoffs depending on what happens with some of these earlier games? Yes. What does it look like? What, what does this pass rush look like with Emmanuel Agba, who was a healthy scratch and took the social media this morning to voice his displeasure in that, uh, stepping in for Bradley Chubb, effectively full-time now. Like, I know Melvin Ingram's been elevated. Um, Ingram's a guy who signed two weeks ago. What realistic expectations could you possibly have? And, and th there's nothing official on Bradley Chubb yet, but you don't need an official injury declaration to know the magnitude of Bradley Chubb with his body language and his reaction to the injury to know that his season is over. Can we get Cam like, is, is this a camps? Can we get Cam Smith ready to go? Is it just going to be Eli Apple? Or are we going to be resided to being Eli Apple? I thought this was comfortably the worst performance that Duke Riley has had with a lot of crossing routes. And lo and behold, the one thing that the bills have done really well during this playoff push for Buffalo is they have gotten a lot of work out of James Cook. And the Dolphins have to be much better prepared for how to attack James Cook than what they were for whatever running backs, be it Justice Hill or otherwise, that Baltimore threw at him because they picked on you in the middle of the field quite a bit. And James Cook had a quiet game against uh, New England. 16 of 48. What's fascinating is, is you know, Buffalo wins this game with 281 yards of offense, 4.1 yards per play. They won time of possession, but they also had three, they, they won the turnover battle four to one. And I know they, they got points off an interception. New England granted got points off of kickoff to open the game. So are you going to fold up shop? And Mike McDaniel, we've, we've heard him on Hard Knocks talk about, you know, adversity's opportunity and it was never going to be easy and all that stuff. How, how are they going to react to not only getting punched in the face, not only getting their butts kicked, but losing some of the leaders of this team? I don't have an answer and we'll, we'll know probably 24 hours or one week or so from now.
we'll know. Uh, we'll also see what the NFL decides to do with the, the scheduling of that game. Be interested to know if that, that's a game that ends up getting flexed because of the magnitude of the game or not. We'll see. Uh, and we will, here on this program, be turning the page as swiftly as possible. So make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. The Dolphins falling to the Baltimore Ravens, uh, but the loss is really secondary to the, the personnel losses the Dolphins incurred on this day. Uh, which uh, sets a very sour tone for week 18 of the regular season with the Dolphins having already punched their postseason ticket. Uh, eager to see how this team bounces back or tries to bounce back or does not bounce back uh, after a, an embarrassing performance in Baltimore. I'm Kyle Krabs, and I'm out of here. Fins up. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.